Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 59, Caviar and Moo Moos. Enjoy the show. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie, Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun. Hi, Rosie. Hi, Jessica. We currently can't see each other. No, it's a bit Skype creepy. is audio only. What is this, like a telephone call? We've never recorded an audio of any podcast. I mean... Well, we literally have. This is the next step. I can hear you, but I can't see you. Is it the devil's business? I think it might be. Jessica and I have exciting news. My God, I was trying to work out what to go in the intro and I'd forgotten what we were doing. Dear listener, (laughs) Jessica and I, the Day of Fun show is going on tour. Vacay! B-A-C-A-T-I-O-N Do-do-do-do In September time. Jessica and I will be gracing the east coast of the United States of America with our presence. You lucky people. (laughs) So it has been posited that perhaps there shall be a podcast meetup in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. So excited. It's not a state, it's a Commonwealth. I learned that on Judge John Hodgman. Well done you. Thank you very much. We will be visiting, where are we going? Washington, New York, Boston. Park the car in Harvard Yard. Park the car. And Virginia. Yes, Virginia. Five states? Four states? Five states. Well, it depends whether we go to Scranton, to the Steamtown Mall. So this is the exciting news, is that Jessica and I will be crossing the Atlantic to visit the US. And I am excited. Jessica is excited. I've booked her a vegan meal. I've checked that we can take our knitting needles on the plane. We can. It's fine. It's all gravy and grits. I mean, I know we're visiting West Virginia, but if we have to eat grits again, I will... Go home. Uh, yeah. Can you see me yet? No. 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 I mean, maybe that's for the best. What? This is just rude. Oh, 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 there you are. I turned it on and turned it off again. Hi. Is that a pyjamas or are you dressed? Uh, It's pyjamas. Okay, because it looks like you're wearing a lovely Hawaiian print summer dress. Well, I sort of am. Is your pyjamas a Hawaiian print summer dress? Is that a moo-moo? No. It's like a sort of, I think maybe it's supposed to be like a beach cover-up. But I bought it as a sort of fun, like, little summer dress. Or a pregnancy top. Yeah, it's sort of got no waist to it. So it's like, it is basically a moo. So I was like, well, I have to wear this with a belt, but then it's not really a belt sort of dress. And then I realised that it makes an amazing, like, summer gym jams. And also, I've definitely, you've definitely seen me wearing this before because I've had it for about seven years. Yeah, I know now. I don't know. <laughs> but I never wore it because I couldn't work out how to wear it until I realised last summer. Pajamas. I own a lot of things like that. I'm like, oh, what is this? For my head? For my feet? Is this day wear? Is this for a specific sport I don't practice? My friend Lynn and I once went into All Saints just to have a mooch about. We went to try several things on purely because we couldn't work out how they worked. I had a top. We thought it was a halter neck and it turned out to be like a one shoulder thing. And then Lynn had a dress which had like ties and straps and extra bits on it and we couldn't work it out. And it took the two of us and the two shop assistants and one of them looking it up on the computer to see what it was supposed to look like on to work out how to get her into it. And it had like a double zip. So you sort of zipped up the first layer and then you had another like bit over it and then they zipped it. And it was very complicated. Where was this? All Saints. Let me guess. It was kind of grey. It was kind of grey. It was like mushroom soup. All of All Saints clothes. It's like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, but without any of the fun. Mad Max. Great segue, Jessica. This week I saw Mad Max Fury Road. Amazing. It was great. It was really good. It was a little bit like being strapped to a chair and yelled at for two hours, but in an <laughs> enjoyable way. Or strapped to the front of a van and driven very, very quickly. With a trowel on your face. 
It looks like he's got a trowel on his face when that happens. Yeah. So I've not seen Jurassic World because I'm scared. <laughs> but let's put it bluntly, I'm not seeing That's that. Fair enough. That's terrifying. Um, but everyone I've spoken to says that it's just uh, what's the phrase? Misogynist garbage. And you have that coming out, and then you see Mad Max Fury Road, which is basically not a film about Mad Max. It's about Charlize Theron's character Imperator Furiosa. And there are loads of women, and they're really good, and they all have distinct personalities. And uh, I read an interesting thing, which is that one of the characters is referred to as something, I can't remember her first name, The Weak. And that you can have a female character whose defining character trait is that she's kind of weak. When you have enough female characters, that that doesn't become all you're saying about women. It's really good. And there's loads of cars and explosions and fighting. Which everyone loves. More my thing than harrowing dinosaur-related death with a quite misogynist message. And I went to the Soho Curzon, and it's a lovely little cinema. Oh, yes. I had a cider, a Breton cider. Was it like a little stripy jumper? Yeah, it was really weird. Went with friend of the show, Felix. Hi, Felix. Hi. I don't know why I replied. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I sort of panicked. Somebody's saying hello, Rosie, answer. Yeah, great. Saw that. I saw the Pirates of Penzance yesterday at the English National Opera. That show is really poorly written. Oh, awkward. So the Gilbert and Sullivan I know the most, slash the only Gilbert and Sullivan I know, is the Mikado, which has many faults. Racism! It was written in a different time. It was a different time. It was fine to just dress up as the Japanese. Of course it was. That's just a, that's just a Saturday evening. The first act, we got to the interval. I went off to have a strawberry ice cream and nothing really had happened. Like, also, they didn't have much set. But it kind of felt like this had all happened in some kind of waste hinterland. I mean, I've been to Cornwall. I don't wish to cast aspersions. <laughs> and then at the end, the plot is resolved. I mean, it's so audacious as to be fine because it's just incredibly stupid. But yeah, you're just a bit like, these things have happened. I actually know nothing of the Pirates of Penzance whatsoever. I knew a surprising number of the songs. That has the modern major general. Except I don't know the words to that song. I only know all the elements of the periodic table to that tune. It has... But I am a pirate king. The pirate king. No, you lost me. A policeman's lot is not a happy one. And a paradox, a paradox. A most inti- but I always sing that to the tune of the can-can. I, I think, think that's what thing. I thought you were doing for a second. And then yeah. I realised that. Yeah, that's the can They're not the same. Even in the Mikado, at least a third of the songs, uh, women with incredibly high voices singing about nature. And you're like, oh, this is tedious. And all of these shows would be at least a third shorter if you weren't allowed to repeat a lyric somebody's already sung. Every song, they sing a verse and then the chorus repeats the last two lines. Or sometimes they'll sing the whole verse back, but they'll change the subject. So it will be, yeah. you know, being like, I am an orphan boy. You are an orphan boy. For, I mean... Come on, people have got Starbucks to go to. Two stars. I wanted to love it more than I did. Okay, a, uh, a half-hearted one thumbs up. <laughs> oh, one of my thumbs fell off. <laughs> like Luke Skywalker. Call back! Have you been up to anything? Have I've been, out been the house? very busy watching Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. I finished season one yesterday. Good lord, you have been very busy watching Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Dot is my favourite. What I like about Dottie and Hugh is that in a lot of TV programmes, it's like, will they? Won't they? Oh no, they will. <laughs> just They're just sort of together. And I like Hugh's surprised face, which turns up at least twice an episode, when he doesn't know what to do. So he just, just eyes open really, really wide like they're going to fall out of his face. And his policeman's tunic. And it's funny. Yeah, it's great. 
I could do a series three, which has already started in Australia, coming to England in some legal capacity. I have finished Once Upon a Time season one. That program is objectively awful, but <laughs> I love it. It's te- like it's terrible. If you think about it for more than five seconds, just it's such a ridiculous program. And Robert Carlyle is out acting everyone by a factor of about ten. And occasionally, you just think. Why are you here, Robert Carl? How much do you love money? <laughs> but I love it. I really love it. It's probably quite a fun show to do as well. Yeah, it looks and it's really fun. And it's uh, you don't have to concentrate while you're watching it. I mean, there is an episode where Grumpy the Dwarf falls in love with a nun. Standard. We've all been there. That's just autobiographical for me. <laughs> Jessica, it's 2004 in Studio Ghibli. Oh, you're working your way through. Mm. Well, two of my recordings were corrupted, and I said to our father, who art in North London, oh, probably it was the the wind, you know, sometimes that can disrupt the signal while it's recording. And he said, yes, however, you have cable, so that doesn't make any <laughs> sense whatsoever. Like, yeah, God, what? So I don't know what happened. Oh, uh, gutted. Well, no, one of my recordings was so glitchy it couldn't, couldn't hear anything or see anything. <laughs> so it wasn't really a film. It was an avant-garde art installation. It was. It was a slideshow. So I will rewatch Spirited Away this weekend, and I'm going to watch Howl's Moving Castle today, which I have seen before. And thus far, I think my favourite has been Whisper of the Heart, which is one of the ones I don't even heard of before, and I thought was going to be one I'd have to just sit through and be really boring, because it's not an adventure, it's just a sort of nice romance, sort of light-hearted thing. And it was delightful. It reminded me a little of Moonrise Kingdom. And that, as you know, is high praise. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun show favourite. I love that film so much. High praise indeed. It's on Film 4's current lineup. They've obviously got the rights to it. And every time it's on, I will tweet. And I started watching it and I thought, this is ridiculous. I came in at an advert break 20 minutes in and started watching it. And I thought, I own this on DVD. Uh, what I did try and do was take a selfie of me in front of the television so it looked like I was hanging out or with Sam and Susie. Didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't, didn't work, no. Didn't stop me trying for five minutes. Yeah, but there are films that I always watch if they're on TV, even though I own them. Miss Congeniality. Fantastic, Mr. Fox. Ten things I hate about you. In recent uh, viewings, I seem to have started live tweeting. Sorry, anyone who uh, follows me on Twitter and is then subjected to two hours of just ten things I hate about you quotes. Jessica, of course, we saw each other on Friday. Oh, yes, we did. Yes, yes. We went as trailed at the end of the last episode to the Langham Hotel for tea for your birthday and our dad's birthday. Yep. January and December, respectively. Somewhat belatedly, but that's that's fine. Your Move little on. face when they tried to give you a birthday cake and you didn't think it was for you. <laughs> but it was uh, for you. Yeah. It was very nice. I got horribly held up on a bus. So I was late. Not, not at gunpoint. No. Was really I was robbed. It was a highwayman. You don't expect that. You don't really get highwaymen anymore, do you? Just people who don't put the, the effort into uh, roadside crime anymore. I think all crime really has lost its glamour yeah there are very few crimes where you're like do you know what you're so beautifully dressed you're doing with such panache take my wife i was i was just about to say it lacks panache i'm thinking about ganache tea oh, cake. Right. yeah now we had a lot less to eat than we did at the birthday situation i still thought i was going to throw up in my handbag i uh, woke up the next morning and my literally my first thought was oh i wish i'd finished those sandwiches oh or i could really go for the sandwiches right now I then went to a pub where the standard size of beer was a half pint, which they sold from unlabeled pumps, because that is what we have now. No. That is the world in which we live. You get a little mug. 
No. And you have to say, so what's going on here? Because they just they just look like they had banisters on the end of them. They were just these nope. weird wooden Mm-mm. hipster nonsense. Wrong. Incorrect. Uh, the Langham, delightful. I had their anniversary blend tea, which was Lovely. so pleasant. Which tea did you have? Uh, some sort of Darjeeling-based thing. It's quite flowery. Mine was very vanilla-y. It didn't... It, when you put milk in it, it kind of had a pudding-y effect. Oh, nice. Not a problem. <clears throat> this is going to be the most spoilt thing I've ever said, but the egg rolls were not as good because they didn't have the caviar on this time. <laughs> uh, get out. <laughs> Speaking of going to the pub, I went to the pub yesterday and because uh, it was the summer solstice yesterday. Winter is coming. Yes! Um, Curse you, summer! <laughs> get out of town! Oh, we had some great rain in the North London area yesterday. Uh, weather-wise, unfortunately, it is going to get more summery, you realise. No, it's I just know. This is the... It will be shorter. What I find most troubling is when it's going... To... It's basically when to close the curtains. I find that so stressful that it really mars about three months of the year. Okay. Because in winter it gets dark so quickly, so you're like, bam! The curtains, I'm closing them. Whereas in summer, it's slowly getting dark for about an hour and a half, and then you're kind of like, do I just want to turn a light on but leave the curtains on? But then I feel quite hot. It's quite hot with that electric light. And it's, a pre- it's close. It's very close. Should I just open a window? I've got the curtains closed, but a window open. I've got a light on. I've set myself on fire. We've finally reached at work the stage where everyone is complaining about the heat because it gets very, very warm in our building. Um, it's not very well ventilated. And we have fans, but really it just starts to sort of move the hot air around. I went to another part of the building which had an open door and a much more efficient air conditioning unit. And it was like, oh, I can breathe over here. I've only just realised that the air I have been breathing you can serve with a spoon. Ew. Oh, oh, God. That was gross. It was uh, it was sweaty on Saturday. But yeah, I went to the pub yesterday and had a solstice beer because it was a solstice, which was very appropriate. It was fine. What is a solstice beer? I don't really know because I was going to order cider. I was debating what cider to get because I felt like I should go for something solstice-y. I happened to glance at the taps, saw that they had a summer solstice ale, actually, and uh, went, yeah, I'll have that. Not possible where I was because they're not labelled. He well, told me the first, there were four. He told me as far as the second choice, and I thought, I'm going to stop listening. I'm not going to remember. <laughs> I'll just have the second one. So you said pale ale. I'll have I'll have a bit of a bit of each when you yeah. uh, like Spranta. I'd like a Spranta, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait! Sometimes when they have those cokes on on you know like hose pipe yeah. cokes, why don't yeah. we refer to them as those? Do you think in a bar they'd make you a Spranta? They don't tend to put orange on those, do they? Just... No, it's usually lemonade or coke. That would really mess up the flavouring. Actually, if you threw orange into the mix, everyone would always have a Spranta whether they wanted it or not. Mm. Do you have a song? I do. I have Peace of My Heart by Janis Joplin. Jackie Jump Jump. Jackie Jump Jump. Uh, member of the 27 Club. Oh, I watched an episode of Lighthearted Australian Murder Programme, Mr. and Mrs. Murder. One, <laughs> I watched one where a koala was implicated, just in case yep. he couldn't get more Lighthearted Australian Murder. And another one, which was set on a fictional, I thought this would be a real musical, as far as I'm aware, a fictional musical about Amy Winehouse, where at one point she had a 27 Club song, and like somebody playing Kurt Cobain, it was very weird. They'd gone to the effort of making this offensive fake musical for an episode of a light-hearted murder programme. Wow. Yeah, and somebody was being Jackie Jump Jump, and somebody was being Jimmy Jump Jump, Jimi Hendrix. Good song choice. Top fives! Top fives. Today we'll be telling you presenting voice about our top five board games now i have gone for anything in one of them boxes you know if you can stack them up in a box so some of them don't have a traditional board yeah i've done that too after i left university a lot of my friends still lived in york 
And in that year, I don't know what happened, everyone became obsessed with what you might call board games, but I would go further to say tabletop games. So there were some D&D, but there were also things such as Last Night on Earth, or House on Haunted Hill, or One of Your Friends is a Traitor. Let's manipulate each other into guessing who's. With cards. I've played D&D once. I didn't get it, so I decided that my character would just be very obnoxious, and at one point I was sent to bed. So, that's probably not going to come up in this, Jessica. We're on episode 59, because we have a great schedule. Yep. So you are going first. My turn to go first. Okay, well, my top fives, uh, in no particular order, straight off, Cluedo. Who doesn't love a light-hearted murder mystery? Well, I love a light-hearted murder mystery, but I really hate Cluedo. But, bear this in mind, Cluedo, or Clue, as it's also known, gave us the film <laughs> Clue. F- flames. Flames. Right, the, the reason I hate case. Cluedo is I'm very bad at it, because I know that there is a logic to which you can make your own deductions from what other people are saying and what answers they get, but my brain just can't work that out. I haven't played for about ten years, but I would sit there... It's so I'm basic say, elimination. The last time we played, I just couldn't do that. So the only things I was able to eliminate was the things I was asking. So obviously everyone else was about 40 minutes ahead of me. I'd be like, well, I've asked, it's Colonel Muth, it's not Colonel Muth. Okay. So I can't play Credo because... Um, idiocy takes over. Are you saying that you think everyone else has worked out how to find out what other people's answers are? No, I think everyone else can play and I, I think it's a problem with me, not a secret knowledge everyone else has. What I would have done is just lock the doors and set the house on fire because well, you know, at least going to catch the murderer. And then everyone would have had flames on the side of their face. Fla- flames on the side of their face. Did you watch the uh, Clue-themed episode of Psych? No, of course you didn't. Number two. Yes. Not that it's in a particular order or anything. Monopoly. Yes! I don't know why I like this so much. I really do, even though I find it really frustrating to play because you always win because you buy everything. That's the point of the game! Allow me to elaborate. Somehow you, you manage to acquire everything before anyone else has even got off the starting blocks. You just you land on all the good things, you buy everything instantly. Within about four minutes, you own half the board and the rest of us have no money. We can either have my diatribe for how good Monopoly is now or in my top five because spoiler it's number one (laughs) people don't like Monopoly because they say it takes too long but this is because they are not playing an integral part of the rules which you learn either if you read the rule book or you play uh, any of the iPad or iPhone versions which I of course own I paid good money for I frequently play myself but you can do it so you have four players and you pass the board around anyway this is by the by The rule is that if somebody lands on a property and they don't buy it, it goes to auction and it has to be sold. So people say, oh, you never get anywhere anything done because nobody ever collects a set. But actually, all of the properties get sold very quickly that way. Because it it has to be sold instantly, just not necessarily to the person who landed on it. The problem is, is that none of you people, by which I mean our immediate family, will do any trades, which is another integral part of the game because that is the way you collect sets. If you don't collect sets, you're never going to get anywhere. You're never going to start bankrupting your beloved family members. So you have to do the auctions, and then you have to be prepared to trade with people. And that's business. That's fun. That's capitalism, which is apparently my favourite thing. I'm very angry about this now. I'm very sorry. Basically, what happens is everything gets sold, everything gets traded, and I win anyway. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the lady who invented Monopoly, but she was a Quaker and she was doing it to demonstrate how capitalism works and how maybe it's not the best way forward. Yeah, it was about how crap landlords are. That's the badger. Yeah, and then it was sort of sort of stolen from her in an ironic twist of fate. Um, somebody else made a lot of money out of it. 
is it time for the story about when we played it on holiday that time and I thought you were going to try and teach me a lesson about not taking it too seriously, so I took it more seriously. <laughs> and made all my money and cards every night in my suitcase because I thought you were going to meddle with them. Yeah, the third, Trivial Pursuit. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, I don't know if you know this about me, but I love a quiz. You know what's really fun to do with Trivial Pursuit? Find an edition from the 1980s and play with what was considered knowledge and trivia from 30 years ago. And the answer is always the USSR. If it's pre-1989, every answer is the USSR. I'll bear that in mind. Are they slices of cake or wheels of cheese? We love cheese. Yes. Yes. I love cheese as well. I don't know. Or pie. I think it's pie. I think it's pie. It's like a sample board for wedding cakes, like we were talking about the other day. You go to test out the cake, so you get basically a whole small cake, but it's made up of slices of six different kinds of cake. So you can decide what flavour you want. It's like a, a pie... A pie tasting board. Uh, number four, Scrabble. Old school, classic, can't go wrong. It's got words in it. In it. I played a bingo on online Scrabble this week, which is where you play all of your tiles. So I had an eight-letter word, Whiptail. You get a 50-point bonus. Yes, love Scrabble. Are you, do you allow personal pronouns in it? Do you not allow like names of stuff? And No. Well, it depends. Playing online Scrabble, obviously, it will only accept real words. When you're playing with a person in real life, the rule is often, can you use it in a sentence? Yeah, that's quite right. But no, you can't put down, like, Nigel. I was going to say, also, if it's just agreed, if you agree upon the rules to start with... That's fine. Then it's, you know, fine, all bets are off, all the rules are on. Uh, And number five, frustration. Oh, what? I can't believe you stole that, that was going to be my coup d'etat. Right, number five, kaplunk. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) It's got, like, the little, the bobbly thing in the middle that you press and it rolls the dice for you so you never lose the dice and the little, little pegs frustration is just the game ludo but they they put a, a fancy dice roller in it and they sold it at a five quid markup to children hello i was a child i'll explain this when we do my top five okay top five rosies number one monopoly no. so let me explain monopoly again <laughs> i win everything and just because you're related to me doesn't mean you get a discount on my hotels what? Yeah, it does Come not. On. Number two, frustration. I loved. The, I mean, I still like the game frustration, but as a very small person, I used to play yeah, it constantly. Our mum would pick me up from nursery and go home and play frustration in my memory every day, and that is why I never want to have children because how tedious a lifestyle is that for an <laughs> adult? So to play frustration every day, and then that noise because the way the dice rolls, the die rot. That, the clicking. The clicking thing. So you, it's on a little, it looks like a snow globe and you punch it down and it's on a sort of sprung floor and the dice flips up inside this globe and you get the thing. Uh, and it's called frustration because you can steal everyone's pieces and send them back again. But I was obsessed with that game as a child. It's noisy and aggressive. Rosie preschool years. The life story. Number three, Scrabble. Number three. Doing very well. Number four, Cranium. Oh, Cranium is fun. Yeah. I I became quite obsessed with the idea of owning Cranium about 10 years ago. We finally bought it. How many times have we played it, Jessica? Once. Once we have played Cranium. Uh, I've played it more when my friends came over. Okay. Well, I'm going to take the Cranium board from that house to my house. And there's an open invitation, preferably to people I actually know. Come play Cranium <laughs> with me. If I don't know you, maybe introduce yourself before you turn up to play Cranium. Please bring new Play-Doh, because that Play-Doh will definitely be too old. But it's yeah. a combo of all the other great games. It's got, like, charades and Pictionary elements and quizzing. and I love quiz. Number five, Number Boggle. Five. Yep, standard. Again, I mean, it comes, it's in a box. That's the rule. Yeah, it has playing pieces. It's like that puzzle you get in the back of Women's Weekly, where you have to make words. 
and there's shaking involved and an egg timer. I'm now just thinking about the, the back board of game Women's of Weekly. Mastermind. Yeah, in the back of Women's Weekly, they have one of the quizzes. They've got a quiz page. Honourable mentions. I've just remembered the box to what Mastermind looks like. I don't know how you play that game at all. Is that the one with the pegs? You have to guess it. That's the one with the pegs. The box to Mastermind looks like that because it was made in about 1971. It's hilarious. It's like a man in a leather chair with a woman standing next to him and they both look like they don't really understand what's going on. <clears throat> Risk. First time I played Risk, I won like a colossus. Did you get involved with a land war with Asia? Yeah, I did get involved in a land war in Asia. And I won. Good. And I've never played it before. And it was beginner's excellence. <laughs> yeah, I've never played it before either. It's like Monopoly, but instead of money, bloodshed. Okay, that that works. Yeah. I also had Trivial Pursuit, but we've covered that. Quizzing, love it. And you know what's fun? If you don't want to set up the board, just get out the cards and throw questions at people. And cards. It's 252 card pickup. Kaplunk, which was a joke conclusion. Great game. But it takes six hours to set up and about three seconds to play. Because you have to spend ages threading those pickup sticks through that alien spaceship, filling it with marbles, and then immediately, blah, 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 done. Hungry, hungry hippos. Not a board I game. I love hungry, hungry hippos. But a, a very funny thing to make reference to as an adult. Have you seen the human hungry, hungry hippos? Okay, well, I'll save that for the end of... Uh... Do you have any honorable mentions? I do. Uh, Buckaroo. That's great fun. Here is a chance for me to introduce two things, which are not quite board games. Human Guess Who and Human Maxaroo. I've played Jackaroo. So Jackaroo and Maxaroo is where you take the name of a unsuspecting person and you put a roo on the end and then you cover them with stuff. Yep. And if there was Jack asleep, asleep, it works a lot better. Yes, he was. It's cruel, but very funny. So I was at the Edinburgh Fringe, Max fell asleep and he was deeply asleep. I think it was when somebody put cigarettes up his nose that he finally woke up. <laughs> we were young. Just want to check where they lit. No, good God, no. Oh, but that would have been hilarious. I mean, the amount of crap we got on that man. Raising Jessica's day of fun would, would like to say they do not in any way condone sticking lit cigarettes up your friend's noses. Even if they are asleep. Fringe programs, toffees, socks. We went straight for shoes and then mm. we ran out of shoes from like the shoe part. So we had to start taking off our shoes. To put on. But yeah, human, human person a room. And human guess who? What you need is an audience. And you get yeah. everyone to stand up, and then you play Guess Who with the people. Subjective Guess Who is also really good. Oh, that's even better. So you play with a normal Guess Who board, but instead of saying, does he have a moustache? Is it a woman? You say, uh, does this person look like they would be insufferable on Twitter? Yes. Does this person look like they watch a lot of soap operas? Yeah, oh, Subjective Guess Who. I urge you, if you have a Guess Who board, play Subjective Guess Who. It livens it up a treat, and you learn quite a lot about what your friends think of people. Interesting, interesting. I have Guess Who as well. Mm -hmm. Jenga. The uh, the board game's description for my honourable mentions is loose. Uh, Operation. Yeah, I, ne I never cared for that because I was rubbish at it. You might find... <laughs> Rosie, why didn't you like Cluedo? Bad at it. Why didn't you like Operation? <laughs> Bad at it. We're learning a lot here. I was a bit worried about this topic. Loved it. I'm done. I'm done. I've got a song in your heart with a thankful heart. Rosie, what's your song? It's another one from Folkcast. It's called Excellent. Icebreaker and it's by Sea Foxes. And it's very nice. And it sort of puns on the word of I need an a nice break. An icebreaker. And it's just very sweet. Oh, I that's fun. To it. Uh, yeah, and it was on this month's Folkcast, which is where I heard one a couple of months ago. So if you like folk music, I recommend Folkcast. Needle and fed. Needle and fed. Yeah, my Yosemite Falls cardigan is, is coming along, but... <laughs> what? 
I just, I just shouted, I made a crumble at you. And you I didn't <laughs> and even, just crying. wasn't listening. And then I realised that we usually do needle first, so never mind, carry on. But there's just a lot of a lot of stitches on each row, and it was taking a long time. But I'm very nearly done on the body, and then I'll do some sleeves. And I'm not going to follow the pattern for the neckband, because it does it separately. So you do the button band, and then you do the neckband. But it means that you've got, like, the corners kind of flap over a bit, but I want the neat edge of an connected neckband and button band. Yeah. And it's hardly going to be difficult to adapt that pattern. You just so you're just going to pick it up all the way pick around. Pick it up all the way around rather than yeah. Um and I need to get some new needles for that. I've not been baking because I've not been very well. I was gonna make another pie yesterday, but it didn't happen. And I still want to make a fruit cake. I need to make a banana bread today because I've got some bananas that are on their way out. Oh I've got some very fresh bananas because my Abel and Cold Box came. Oh but if for you with your Wonderful delivery of tasty hand fruits. Not enough caviar on them for my taste. Uh, yes, I made a crumble. Um, you, you would have hated it because the contents were as follows. Apples. Cluedo. Strawberries. Banana. Uh, uh, yeah. It was amazing. You can amazing. either have apple and strawberry or strawberry and banana. All three of them actually really worked because uh, I didn't pre-cook any of the fruit. Okay. So the apple had taken on a kind of... Um, candied quality almost that, that. slightly pickled you know it's that sort of it's pickled? soft and it has a crunch at the slightly last minute. pickled in a crumble <laughs> what is only wrong? in texture only in texture i just find hot you know bananas when you, when you cook apple and you put and you put the sugar in straight away yes so it doesn't it doesn't mush down it doesn't turn into a mush it holds its shape but it's soft one of my favorite textures oh hot bananas my favorite of all the textures yeah it was delish and i put oats in the in the crumbly bit i mean that's great that's solid. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Well, that's me about done for uh, Needle and Fed. Oh, my favourite thing about Needle and Fed is that this week, finally, Yoshi's Woolly World comes out. Yay! Yay! I'm genuinely so excited. I mean, I don't really play platform games. Maybe I'll hate it. But I love knitting so much. And it's coming out. How can I can you not like to... platform games? Well, I don't know. Because of that level on your Wario game where the spiky square follows you and I found that too stressful I don't like any game yeah, where a so villain like... is actually after you oh yeah um, and, like there's a time pressure I find those too much too much I'd rather be making money in Monopoly um, but it comes out on Friday I've been invited to two parties and partly I'm like yeah you're not I'll going go to, to either because you want to stay at home and play Yoshi's Morning oh, I'm going to stay in with the last two of my non-alcoholic beers and play this knitting themed platformer by myself in my stitch onesie <laughs> Actually, that sounds like the best night of my life. That sounds enjoyable. Oh, dying alone. What have we seen, seen this week? week? What, what have, have we seen, seen this week? week? Uh, so there's a video of some people playing human hungry hippos. And how it works is there are four teams. Each team has one team member lying on like a skateboard or a dolly or something or sort of a plank on casters or whatever. And their teammates uh, slide them into the middle of the room where there are loads of footballs or whatever. They have to grab as many as they can in their hands <laughs> and they pull them back again. Oh, that makes more sense. And then they launch them back in and then they sit. So it's like a constant you launch and then you pull at sort of two or three people per team. And it's very funny. And I'm really hoping that I'm going to be able to find it now. Um, but it, I mean, it's ex- exactly what it sounds like in this human hungry hippos. When you said that, I know that it's not real food in the board game Hungry Hungry Hippos, but I thought, like, what are they, like, throwing fruit at their faces? I didn't consider the fact that it would be an analogue of the game and it would just be balls, white balls. I thought it'd be, like, throwing fruit, like cherries, at your friend's hat face. 
because of the delay in which we record this, in that we're actually recording it on time, but we record every two weeks. But I thought that we would follow up on every what everyone was doing two weeks ago and talk about the performance of Ring of Keys from the Tony Awards. Oh my god, yes, that's what I meant to write down, yes. Um, so I saw this on both Pop Culture Happy Hour and in our beloved Two Bossy Dames. Uh, happy birthday, Sophie. For yesterday. Uh, their newsletter. And uh, so the Tony Awards were a couple of weeks ago and Fun Home is a new musical based on the life of the cartoonist Alison Bechdel, for whom the Bechdel test is named. And there is a song called Ring of Keys and it's sung by an 11-year-old who is the most incredible performer. It's outrageous that she's 11 and she's that good. And it's a great song and I've listened to it a thousand times and love it. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> well, that wasn't the end of the show. Uh, In the UK... We have a new children's laureate, who's Chris Riddell. And while we were waiting for the announcement of who would be the new children's laureate, I made a pretend government cabinet of children's literature characters, which I was tweeting, and I've now storified. I'm going to recommend something that I myself have done, because I'm great like that. Yes, it was a, a children's literature reshuffle, where Mr. Toad is the Minister for Transport, Mrs. Weasley's in the Home Office. Pooh and Piglet are ministers without portfolio and they get into a lot of scrapes. So it was very nice. So I recommend me. I'm going to go and watch Psych now. It's 29 minutes past, so if we stop right now, thank you very much. I need somebody to go and watch Psych. Then then that's great. This is perfect. The musical episode is on tomorrow. Okay, on cool. I mean, because it's I've never seen an episode, so it's going to be hard for me to care. You've seen the pilot. I have seen the pilot. How do you know that? I watched it with you. Because we watched it together when my DVD arrived. Yeah. I know, you know, that I'm not telling the truth. Okay, I will speak to you soon. Enjoy, psych. Thank you. Happy breakfast time. Thank you. I'm going to have a biscuit. Bye-bye. Bye. To find out more and to read show notes for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at hello at rosieandjessica.co.uk. And you can follow us on Twitter at The Day of Fun Show. Don't forget you can find all of our archives and leave reviews and ratings on iTunes. See you soon.